0: I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one time free sample of their award winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com. And use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. episode of the Sarah Fraser show yeah. Frigiacs I love you my little Fraziac tribe comes through um obviously yesterday's podcast was extremely hard you know I shared that Shmano and KJ and I and even though KJ is like 2 years old and 4 months I'm sure he knows something is going on in our house but Thank God for KJ, because he is he is getting us through. He is such a little light and so joyous and happy. Uh, but, you know, I shared our miscarriage story yesterday at 14 Weeks, which was not what we were anticipating. And I told you all the good, the bad, the ugly, kind of how I sort of had this feeling that something was a little off. She was always measuring small. But nonetheless, it is really emotional. And I just, you know, lost it at the end of yesterday's podcast because I said, One of the things that's so great about you guys, so many of you have been with me since 2007, so like 15 years. I love your advice. You all, you know, you've been through incredible experiences. You guys have great faith or just really great things that have gotten you through. And sure enough, yesterday after I posted everything, the messages came flooding in. And I love to hear... Just everything that's worked for you. I heard, I hear from a lot of you, I always do, which I think is awesome, and why I am not losing hope that we will have our healthy baby is, you know, you guys, some of you have been through six miscarriages, seven miscarriages. And, and I just, I got this wonderful message from one listener, and she's like, I, I never even heard of this, but the, it's called, um, it's like it's like the Fantastic Five. It's a blood test. She, she was like, have, have you been tested for this? You should have your doctor check for it. Anyway, it's some abnormalities um, that you could have like an iron deficiency. There's something else. And uh, I said, no. And then she's like, look, I, I was tested for this. It came back that I had it. And here I am at 44 and I am pregnant with a healthy baby girl, naturally. So I know there's so much hope. I know that it's all going to work out and we're going to take this time to heal and process. And that's, I think that's the hardest part because I'm a person, always the glass is half full. And I think I just want to get over all the emotions and begin again, but I'm trying to really let my body heal. And as everybody has said, you know, you're going to have so many postpartum emotions because obviously you were just pregnant for this 14-week period, and now you're not. So you're going to have a lot of hormones that are happening and a lot of things coming up. So I'm trying to just take it one step at a time. I've been in touch, as I said, you know, with my IV, the IVF doctor that I like so much who's retiring, you know, to have him recommend a good uh, clinic here in the Los Angeles area that is known for their egg donor um, you know, I guess transfers and their success. So I am looking into that. That is next. I think that's the route to go. And my OBGYN, who I love here, is like, Sarah, that's the route to go. (laughs) So thank you for that. But I love, you know, please send me all your stories. You guys have just said, you know, going on a vacation helps or – you know, taking some time. I've also gotten fertility coach names that might be helpful. Um, you guys have been listening to the podcast and crying. Someone had to pull over from the podcast to tell me that they, you know, lived through four miscarriages and then had their miracle baby. Um, and, you know, I mean, this is the thing too. You think sometimes, why are you in the place that you're in? I'm grateful to be in California where I do have access to amazing healthcare. Uh, Brandy wrote, not to make it political, but thank God you are living in a state that has medical care that you deserved and needed. So much love for the egg donation and implantation journey. Um, sorry, sorry, I will stop bombarding you with messages. <laughs> oh my God, keep them coming. Um, You know, Sarah, so sorry sending you and Schman hugs. I appreciate it so much more than you guys know. So thank you for getting me through it. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I had some people say, you know, I'm pregnant and I've been trying for a couple of years. I can't listen. Look, I get it. I get it. I, when I had my molar pregnancy miscarriage a couple years ago, at first I thought I was going to join some miscarriage groups, but I just found it to be overwhelming with grief and... uh, I didn't find it helpful or productive. My therapist tells me I like to rush through things. Well, what else are we going to do? All right, get on with it or get under it, you know? (laughs) That's the thing. So thank you guys for that. I'm feeling a whole lot better. So today we're kind of back to some regular scheduled programming. Uh, And I want to talk about the poison doc. Um, I hope you guys are watching, by the way, on Netflix it is so good poison the dirty truth about food we'll talk about that also you guys know I have a 300 doll collection do I need to order weird Barbie and I know what you're thinking you've seen I know you're thinking to yourself Sarah like you've seen the Barbie movie right I haven't which is shocking for someone who played Barbies until they were in nearly seventh grade isn't that embarrassing (laughs) My cousin Leah and I were always like, you can't tell anyone. And we were we were playing Barbies. I think we went from playing Barbies to then drinking, you know, Bud Lights. It was really an overnight transition. There really wasn't a lot of middle ground. <laughs> like a lot of people transition out of Barbies at fourth grade and then they have fifth grade and they have sixth grade and maybe they play traveling soccer and they make out with somebody and then they're in seventh grade and then eighth grade. They go to a party. They finally get invited to. And. Maybe they have, like, a cigarette, and then they go to ninth grade, then they finally, like, have a drink. No, I think we we went from playing Barbies every day all summer to having a six-pack of Bud Light basically within a week. The main way. (laughs) I have not been to Barbie, but now there is collections. You can pre-order Weird Barbie, which is Kate McKinnon's character in the movie. $50 $50 collectible Barbie. Do I need this? My girl Rosie O'Donnell just said she ordered several. You can pre-order them at Mattel.com. Do I need this? I don't need this, right? This is good. This is not going to be worse shit, right? It's all the hype of this billion-dollar film. By the way, like, biggest film debut ever by a woman. I love that because the, the director of it is a female. And now they're selling limited edition Barbie. But this is not going to be worse shit in 10 years, right? This is like... When I bought the entire NSYNC dolls and the Osbournes thinking that – and Rosie O'Donnell's doll thinking it was going to be worth something and it's not, right? <laughs> or do I need this? Oh, God. I don't need it. I don't need it. Uh, but – and I haven't seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? There, there's some things – I feel like I am living through history this summer. Does anybody feel this way? Taylor Swift – and the Barbie film and the Oppenheimer Meyer, um, Oppenheimer film too. Um, I really, I don't know. I feel like we're living in this trifecta of three things. Now, I know what people are going to say. Sarah, Beyonce is touring. Why aren't you with Beyonce? I I am with Beyonce. I want to see Beyonce, but I don't, I feel like there's some sort of magic happening around Taylor Swift that we're, the era's tour is a moment in time that we are never going to get back. Because I, I'm not, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift or Beyonce fan. I'm more of a yacht rock, Michael McDonald, fan, Van Morrison, Rihanna. I know it's a weird, it's a weird blend. It's a weird. But I was a huge Stevie Nicks fan. Went to see her. She didn't play any of her hits. That was it. I was done. When I go see somebody and they don't play one, one hit, I'm done. But I feel like I need to go see the Barbie movie, the Oppenheimer movie, and I need to pay $2,000 and see Taylor Swift. Did you go see her? How much did you pay and was it worth it? Give me, just get to the bottom. I don't want to beat around the bush here. Because I'm on the fence. Do I pay $2,000? Okay, it's not quite $2,000, but it's like $1,500 to go VIP to BravoCon in November? Or do I see Taylor Swift? Because my body (laughs) is telling me my... My mind's telling me no. My body's telling me yes. Let's quote an R. Kelly song. Um, but my I, – I, I don't know. I feel as though I'm going to get more out of the Taylor Swift concert than I am out of BravoCon. Is that – you think that's accurate? <laughs> I would love to know. Tell me. Tell me because I – I just I, I I was not a giant Taylor Swift fan, but seeing the videos on TikTok, seeing the imagery, I I think she's magic. I get a lot of hate when I say this. I don't care. I think she is the Michael Jackson of our era. Michael was Michael. He cannot be replaced. He is one of the greatest of all times. But there are just once in a lifetime performers in a moment that come along, and. They can, like Michael Jackson famously did, they can stand on stage for five minutes and the crowd goes wild and they can keep the crowd engaged and they can give out this energy and love that is just not of this world. And I've seen the Taylor Swift Eras tour and she is doing it night after night. And to me, it is magic on a level that we cannot describe. I felt that way about Beyonce when Beyonce famously did Coachella a couple of years ago and it was a Netflix special. I feel like that performance at Coachella that was just so rooted in her ancestry, that was Beyonce's moment. But I feel like it's a Taylor moment this summer. So love your, I always love your thoughts. Do you think, did you go to Taylor Era's tour? Is it as amazing and goosebumps on your arms as it looks? Let me know. Let me know because I'm i to- I'm torn between paying the two grand to go see Taylor. And I mean I'm probably going by myself. I'm trying to think of all my LA friends here who would go that want to pay 2000 dollars for a ticket. Mm. Okay, that's zero. Um and you know, BravoCon, I was gonna go by myself, or maybe with Andrea Lopez Lopez Comedy, who we all know is incredible impressionist who used to co-host on this podcast. But I feel like Bravo I'm sort of, sort of going to know the drill, you know? And yes, it will be fun. It would be fun to be in Vegas for a couple of nights because the after parties and Andrea is very good friends now with Teresa Giudice, so I'm sure Teresa and Louie are partying. But that era's tour, man. I don't know something. And when did you see the video from this past weekend where Taylor Swift gave Kobe Bryant one of Kobe Bryant's youngest daughters her hat and said "I love you"? And it was just like this, um, and they hugged. It was this unbelievable moment. If you haven't seen it, and Vanessa Bryant put it on her Instagram, it's everywhere. It you can feel the energy in the video, you can feel it, and i Taylor fan I think I know like two songs but I'm willing to get those damn charm bracelets on or whatever the hell they call them and I am willing I like I want to trade that shit and I'll go by myself I don't even know where would two grand get you at SoFi Stadium like nosebleeds still right (laughs) is it four grand to get on the floor tell me tell me all right let's thank Blissey Thank you guys for Frequenting my sponsors I absolutely love you You know This gig is full time I try to give you Seven free episodes a week So you have so much To listen to Um, Blissey is an amazing Pillowcase company What is unique About Blissey Is they are made From 100% Mulberry silk And they're washable You can put them In the dryer That's very rare Lots of times silk Requires extra care But not with Blissey uh, Blissey, their pillowcases are hypoallergenic and they have amazing sleep benefits. Like when you do your nighttime skincare routine, which I love putting a good moisturizer on. When I wake up in the morning, lots of times my pillowcases are stained, but not with Blissey. The silk pillowcase doesn't absorb your products. It leaves it on the face. Same goes for your hair. If you fight brittle hair, dry hair, well, with Blissey, they pillowcases don't absorb any of your sweat so you're not like you know getting sweat all through your pillowcases and your hair is drying out sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes if you have sensitive skin blissey pillowcases are unbelievable and the best part is there's like low risk because you can try them now for 60 days if you don't like it you can totally return it i love my Blissy pillowcase it's on my bed right now i'm looking at it they also have awesome spray. I love their bed spray. Their, their sheet spray is like a lavender. They have great products when you go to their website. Blissey Silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissey.com slash TSFS and get an additional 30% off. 30% off, that's Blissy, dot com slash T-S-F-S and use code T-S-F-S to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissy. Also, shout out to my guy, my longtime friend, Dr. Will Neem. Just got another woman on Twitter who actually lives in Detroit. She's like, I want to see if I can do a mobile or a telehealth Um, appointment with Dr. Will Neem from Horizon Fibroids. My fibroids are so bad and I need to be recommended to the best fibroid doctor in Michigan. Guys, Dr. Will Neem is a top fibroid doctor. Many women have to get blood transfusions. Their fibroids are so bad. Heavy periods, long periods. And are you hearing from certain doctors that the only thing you can do is a hysterectomy? Don't do it. Don't do it without seeing Dr. Will Neem at Horizon Fibroids. Three locations in Maryland, they accept almost all insurance. Go to horizonfibroids.com. Frasier 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two, zero. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, at checkout that's t-s-f-s at h-e-r-o dot c-o if you followed me for a long time one of my favorite celebrities is sandra bullock unbelievable famously sandra bullock was cheated on very publicly by jesse james does everyone remember that scandal I was on the Kane show. It was just huge news at the time because she was such – she was an Oscar. She just won the Oscars. He had gone to the Oscar parties with her. They were this odd couple. She was, you know, Hollywood good girl. He was like Hollywood bad bad boy, all the tattoos and come to find out he was like fucking strippers out here in Long Beach in California and was totally cheating on her with multiple people and then has gone on to be married and divorced with other people and cheated on them and it was really sad. Sandra was super close to one of his daughters and then she had to like, you know, give up her relationship with his daughter Sonny. I have followed her career for years. I love her. I think she's a class act. She's adopted two children. And she's she's been through the ringer. Her mom died when she was young. She grew up, by the way, hello, in Arlington, Virginia. She went to um, Washington Lee High School. So uh, she is just, I, I feel so connected to her because I love when celebrities come from the D.C. area. Well, like, super sad story. Her love of her life, her partner Brian Randall has just died after a private battle at the age of 57 with ALS. He passed away peacefully over the weekend according to sources and isn't this amazing in a in the Hollywood world. She doesn't live in LA anymore. I think she owns a home here, but I don't believe she lives here. But I mean, can you believe for 3 years they've kept this private? I had never even heard a peep that he was sick. Um the statement concluded the family is asking for privacy. Um, and to come to terms with the impossibility of saying goodbye to Brian, if you can believe it, Sandra Bullock's son, Louis, and now is 13 years old. What? He is? Is that right? Oh, my God. I don't know. That's crazy. Sandra Bullock famously opened up about her relationship on Red Table Talk, calling him the love of her life. She was with Jesse James from 2005 until 2010. And 2010 was about when she adopted Louie. We share, she says, we share three beautiful children together. He has an oldest daughter. I mean, unbelievably tragic. He was so handsome. This woman has been through so much. And isn't that like, guys, doesn't that always come back around for you? I don't know if it does for you, but it does for me. It's like, there's always somebody out there going through something worse. And she's been, I mean, God, she's a star. You think she is everything. And she's been through so much, just lost the love of her life. Uh, This is a Sandra Bullock Stan podcast. uh, So I'm brokenhearted to hear that for her. I love a documentary. Everybody knows this about me. I love a documentary. I watch many. many. I just watched the Arnold documentary as well, which uh, is out. You can watch on Netflix and Poisoned. Uh, The Arnold documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger, his life, was amazing. But it was produced by Arnold. So are you getting the true version? Probably somewhere in there. But his life is amazing. I didn't realize all the different highs and lows and how he became governor of California, but, you know, he was – all that was tarnished by him having a long-time affair with a staff member of their family. Um, I think she was the maid. Uh, Joseph is his son, um, Banya, and um, – who appears briefly in the documentary, by the way. And he does talk about – he touches upon his affair really quick, and he says, you know, it's such a tough wound that he doesn't talk about it a lot because – He, you know, it just opens up old wounds for everybody. But, I mean, it's really, its he really does have, like, this remarkable life. I mean, he he was just, nobody thought that he was going to amount to anything. Not because, you know, anything except for he was an immigrant, you know, came to this country, um, didn't speak particularly great English, started getting in on the workout circuit. Um, You know, you just didn't think of him as this, that he would become this A-list star and he did and how he even became a millionaire long before becoming a huge A-list star because he got into real estate here in California. Genius. And he really talks about how he had this, which I think is great because lots of times, right, we often think you got to pursue your dream. You have to go all in. You have to, you know, quit your job, abandon everybody. He had this whole side hustle where he was really a, a property manager and owner and that and he was trying to get he was trying to get an agent and hustle around Los Angeles. And then he had so much money from his real estate, he was able to hold out and he didn't take secondary parts because he knew he wanted to be a main actor. I I enjoyed it. Now, would I like to see Maria Shriver, his ex-wife and his kids with Maria Shriver do a documentary about him? I think it would have a different take, but it was amazing life. And then the other one that I'm obsessed with is Poisoned, the Dirty Truth About Our Food. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys. At first, I was I was not that interested. I was like, oh, do I care about this salmonella E. coli in our food? But I am interested because I don't know if you guys remember this, but in 2015, Fig and Olive in Washington, D.C., and I think it also impacted their L.A. restaurant, had a a salmonella outbreak. Was it salmonella or E. coli? I think it was actually E. coli. Um, oh no, it was. It was. Wait, 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 wait. It was a salmonella outbreak. Fig and olive. Why I didn't fucking sue them I should have sued the shit out of them Because they settled 48 cases involving diners In DC, LA, and New York Who got sick from the salmonella outbreak At the upscale restaurant chain last fall According to the attorney, Bill Marler Bill Marler is in this documentary You will fall in love He is a foodborne illness attorney What? Did anyone know that existed? I didn't The documentary talks about How our foods are Even though we think we have the FDA, we have regulations, they really aren't shit. That, you know, four or five companies across America produce eggs, chicken breasts, all that, and they really have very little regulation because, of course— they're so powerful that they have lobbied to have their own plants have very little oversight. And then, of course, the food comes to our grocery stores and they don't have oversight. So the it, it, I highly recommend watching it. It was very hard to watch because the it starts with a Jack in the Box case in the 90s where E. coli ends up taking the life of a small child. And that actually, at that time, prompted major change in the like hamburger business so when you go to a fast food place now the documentary essentially says order the hamburger because they're forced they have like a law they have to cook it at a certain temperature to kill the bacteria where chicken is not regulated eggs are not regulated like that and salad oh my god actually the salad is the most deadly deadly thing you can eat like a especially romaine lettuce watch the documentary i can't recommend this enough but romaine is the most deadly thing they say to um purchase don't buy it don't eat it don't eat it out because you're most likely to get sick from romaine lettuce and why is that it's because there's like three main growers and where they grow these massive fields of romaine lettuce at a short distance away, are is a is a huge cow farm where all this shit is going into these like basins where the water is, and they end up cross-contaminating. So you're you're essentially eating lettuce that's you know being sprayed by cow shit all the time. It's so good. I should have. Helped. I cannot believe I didn't hire Bill. I should have been a part of that lawsuit. Damn it. I was so sick, by the way, so sick. All right. I had to take a quick phone call. Anyhow, I should have sued. But it go, the documentary is great. It goes through all the foods that you shouldn't um, – that you should be really careful about. And when you go to a diner, when you go to a place that's not a fast food joint, you should always have your hamburgers cooked at 155-degree temperature. How many places now are going to have people after they watch this damn documentary? Because for like two days, it was the number one documentary on Netflix. And then I think it's like Jake Paul's documentary now or something. <laughs> something like that. But it 155 degree temperature. <sighs> Eating raw cookie dough, they say horrible. Don't eat raw cookie dough. The romaine lettuce. They say you should never buy in the documentary. You should never buy lettuce in plastic containers or plastic bags. Uh, like, even if they say it's triple washed, it's not. They like test it and there's still bacteria. What? Chicken breasts, like you got to cook them so well. Oh my God. Okay. Cantaloupe, you should never buy cantaloupe cut up. And even when you cut your own cantaloupe, because of the cross-contamination with the knife and the skin, I guess the skin of the cantaloupe is is most likely to like absorb E. coli or salmonella. Very dangerous. I had no idea. So there's like a list of, I'm going to say... I don't know, seven or eight things. The, they have an FDA representative on there, um, USDA. And I don't know how we have any faith in these government agencies anymore. They're, they're, they weren't terrible, the two representatives, but I can't say they were like amazing. I can't say that our tax dollars are like doing great work for us. And isn't that, doesn't that frustrate you? Here we pay all this money in tax. This insanity. And then they're lobbied by someone who makes even more money and really don't really have the best interest of our kids and us in mind. Then I saw, you know, my friend Leah Henry, I love her. She's a radio personality. You should follow her on Instagram if you don't, media personality. She was like, Americans don't care. They're not going to do anything different. They're going to still eat romaine lettuce. They're going to still eat. They're going to go get chicken sandwiches. They're going to eat salads. They're going to eat cantaloupe. They're going to eat rock cookie dough. They're going to eat their cheeseburgers, you know, um, not well done. I was like, God, do it. And then I thought, well, maybe Leah's right. I don't know that that many people care. <laughs> I don't, do Americans give a shit? I don't think we care. We want convenience. But it's amazing how many millions of people. It's about 1% of the American population. So we've got, what, 360 people? So 1%. I mean th- 3.6 million people every single year get so sick with E. coli and Salmonella and people die every year. And then we ta- we say the FDA and everything goes, "Oh, America has the healthiest, the safest food chain." And they say absolutely not. Our food is killing us. What we allow in our food in this country We allow substances in breads and crackers and cookies that are banned in other nations. And we wonder why we have such a health problem or fertility issues. Dude, don't get me started. Anyway, I got to have somebody on from it. It was really good. I think you'd enjoy watching it. All right. Tomorrow, brand new episode of TLC Talk. You guys know every single Wednesday, I do the latest in what's going on in TLC world. Thousand Pound Sisters, Tammy Slayton buried her husband. I also have a huge guest coming to the Sarah Fraser show. So I will have some insight into who that person is. And if there's a question you want me to ask that couple, love to hear it. And we're just... A little over a week away from Sister Wives Season 18 returning. I'll tell you tomorrow, too, why there is um, a big movement online for Sister Wives to be canceled. Yeah. Even though it's like the highest rated show on TLC. All that. Thank you again for your love and prayers. Keep them coming. I need them. And, you know, I give them back tenfold because I know there's people out there that need things far more than I do. And I'm very blessed. I have the greatest life Incredible husband and son, and I know my healthy baby. I want to have two more. Oh my God, I'm going to be like eight years old. Uh, are on the way. So 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 grateful. Bye, everybody.